today on CityCast Salt Lake. Something I've been saying out loud to myself while reading the news these past few weeks is what is going on at the Salt Lake City School District. In case you missed the recent breaking news stories, or in case you've been following along but are still confused, KUTV education reporter Chris Jones is here with an explainer. And by here, I mean calling in from the car, because reporters gonna report. It's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Chris Jones, education reporter. It feels like it's been nothing but chaos at the Salt Lake City School Board recently. Let's take it back. What's happening with Superintendent Dr. Timothy Gadsden? I think, Ali, that's a really good way to describe it. It's been uh, a, a really dramatic year. Um, it started off really, I think, exciting for a lot of people. The hiring of Dr. Gadsden about a year ago, the first black person to ever lead a Utah school district. I think for a lot of administrators, a lot of students uh, and parents, particularly of color, I think that this was really exciting. Then things started to change. There, there were questions about uh, how, how he performed in the workplace. Some people were uncomfortable, I think, on some level. Uh, about the way that he interacted. Then there was this issue of, uh, he was meeting with a a lot of of teachers and they felt like he was sort of shutting them down, wasn't listening to them. And then lastly, there was this this controversial trip to a private Christian college in Arizona. Initially, as we understand it, the, the college paid for him. Then he presented some uh, receipts that suggested that he paid for it. So that became an issue. Then, of course, there were questions about some of the folks that he had hired, uh, three people who had sort of a checkered past. That sort of that was sort of the drip, 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 all of this adding to what eventually led to the superintendent uh, being put on paid administrative leave. You have been an education reporter for a while. When you found out that the superintendent of Salt Lake City Schools was placed on administrative leave less than a year after into his tenure, did that come as a shock to you? What was your reaction? You know, it, it was sort of a shock, but really we'd been hearing whispers of concerns about uh, Superintendent Gadsden, Dr. Gadsden, for a little bit, for about six months, actually. And I'll be honest with you, we got calls from people saying, you know, the superintendent is hiring his own friends. And they were talking about this as a possible level of nepotism. As we looked into it, what we found is that he was hiring a lot of people of color, but does that make them his friends? Does that make that inappropriate? And there's nothing from a reporter standpoint that suggests that there's anything wrong with that. Then we started to hear that some of the teachers that he had met with had some problems with the way that he operated and and they felt like he was shutting them down. So we'd heard those kinds of concerns, but we also thought, you know, on some level, 
You've got a new personality, you've got new leadership, and sometimes that can be difficult for people. We talked with the mayor's office, and from what we understand, they told us that they felt like it had a good, they had a good working relationship with uh, Dr. Getz. And so we were hearing all kinds of different things about it, but when it actually happened, when the rubber met the road, so to speak, it was sort of a shock to think after just one year, we're already in a position where this school district who's had, this would be their third a superintendent in a number of years, you know, already we were seeing friction between the school board, which some people say is is the problem, and they're they're the first black person to ever lead a school district in in Utah. Yeah. So ultimately, the decision to put Dr. Gadsden on leave was made by the school board, right? That is correct, right? And was there a straw that like did they name a single straw that kind of broke the camel's back, or was it? all of these things that you've named coming together? So the school board is famously tight-lipped about everything. And that, that makes sense, particularly on personnel issues. You know, they're not going to talk to us. But our reporting sort of piece by piece uncovered some of these issues. And then we had an opportunity to talk to the president of the board, Melissa Ford. And she told us that, you know what? The main issue appears to be, in her eyes, this trip to Grand Canyon University that sort of was the major issue, the question of who actually paid for it. And then all the other thing, things were sort of ancillary issues that added to the drip, drip, drip of their concerns about Dr. Gatz. And so when they, when they took everything together in total and just said, you know, from what we understand, they, they looked at everything and said, it's, this is sort of, we're, we're at the point of no return on some level. Mohammed Bade is a member of the school board. He's the only black member of the school board. He's been a big defender of Dr. Gatson, and he's reached out multiple times to say, we've got to be careful that we don't ignore the racial elements of this story and, and ignore the, the cultural elements of this story as well. Yeah. And I think that brings up an important point, which is my understanding is the school board is not necessarily presenting a united front. That That is true. That is true. You know, we, the, the school board is actually pretty diverse. Mohammed Bade is a black man. Um, we've got a Hispanic member. We've got a Pacific Islander on the board. So, I mean, there's a, quite a bit of diversity on the board. And, you know, there were Early on, Nate Salazar, who is a, a Latino member of the board, was a big supporter of Dr. Gatson. There had been some reporting that Dr. Gatson had sued his previous school board um, for uh, discrimination. Uh, Nate Salazar came out in support of him. But over time, and we don't know exactly when this happened, but for the most part, with the exception of Mohammed Bade, Everyone voted for him to be placed on paid administrative leave. So there is, on some level, a united front with, with one standout, that being Mohammed Bade. Hmm. Okay. And the response, I mean, you mentioned, like, you spoke to someone in the Salt Lake City mayor's office. I thought it was so interesting how quick the response was when we got the news that Dr. Gadsden had been put on leave. Mayor Mendenhall weighed in almost overnight, which is sort of unusual. Um, and it seems like the the most vocal critic of this decision has been the NAACP. Absolutely. You know, Janetta Williams has been uh, the head of the NAACP for as long as I can remember in Utah. She instantly had concerns. And she and I talk pretty regularly. And she often 
kind 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 of reminds me that look um, in a state with a predominantly white population, it's important that we look at the nuances of race and the nuances of culture. And the fact, in her mind, Dr. Gatson, um, you know, he's coming to a place that, that's very, very different than where he's been before. And he's a different kind of leader um, than any kind of leader they've had. And I'm not talking about race, but he's just a bolder kind of character. He's a, he's a bigger, imposing sort of character who's got a big personality. And Janetta Williams says, look, there, you know, that's something we've got to consider. Maybe people aren't used to that. And maybe that has contributed to some of the problems that he's had. But you're right. We reached out to the mayor's office. And a lot of times you might say, you know what, no comment. But in terms of Mayor Mendenhall, you know, she reached out quickly and said, look, we've got to talk about transparency. We've got to talk about how we feel like Dr. Getson's been doing his job. And they felt like, at least from their experience, that it was mostly positive. Transparency, I think, Ali, has been sort of the theme of this entire, I guess, showdown between the two parties. The, the school board, in, in their defense, can't say a lot because it is a personnel issue. But uh, a lot of parents that we've talked to, a lot of teachers, no matter where they fall on this issue, say, look, um, this is really concerning that we're not hearing more. So that's been that's been among the among the many themes of this story. The question about transparency has been one of the big yeah. ones. Well, and it seems notable that most of these meetings the school board has been holding have been closed door. And so as a reporter, you're also just piecing together what people are willing to say. Um, and that's been part of what's made this feel, I think, so wild and unusual. And you're right. And, and that's that's the thing is, is the school board has to walk sort of a fine line. On the one hand, they've got to respect Dr. Gatson's privacy. They've got to respect, you know, they don't want to set a pre precedent where they're revealing information about Dr. Gatson because they don't want to have to do that about other employees who are in are in tricky situations with the school board as well. So on the one hand, you, you can kind of understand where they're coming from. But on the other hand, there, you know, when you've got an issue like this that is so public and one that affects so many thousands of children and parents, on some level, a lot of critics are saying you've got to be a little more open to the public so that it parents feel like they're getting information. Yeah. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons, maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. So in the meantime, while this is being sorted out, 
basically behind closed doors. What are some of the other impacts of Dr. Gadsden's leave? Because school starts next week. The the impacts have been huge. You see, Dr. Gadsden hired a lot of people. And as we reported last week, Dr. Gwendolyn Johnson, who was essentially the second in charge, put in her resignation. So she's going to leave sometime in September. So she's no longer uh, instrumental in what's going on in the school district. You've also got uh, uh, Leeson uh, Taylor, who is in charge of uh, a, a lot of education programs. He has been demoted and has, a, has taken a pay cut because of some of the issues. So as a parent, it's like, okay, will the buses run? Will the electricity come on? Yes. All that stuff's going to happen. But sort of the bigger issues, the 30,000 feet issues, you know, the direction of programs, how you handle education, how you handle uh, special education in the district, the big, big stuff that the thinky stuff, you know, the direction of your school district. So all the big, big issues are sitting on the sideline. Yeah. So I know the NAACP has made a request to the DOJ to investigate what's happening here. It seems like that's been sort of unanswered. Right now, who is responsible for investigating all these different disputes and what are the next steps? Because I'm curious, like, who holds the school board accountable? Uh, That's a really good question. So the question about what or if the Department of Justice is doing anything. If you think the school board has questions about transparency, try dealing with the Department of Justice. You know, you're not going to get a whole lot out of them right now. But ultimately, Allie, when it comes to who holds the school board accountable, it's going to have to be voters. Do you think we'll get a resolution before Election Day? I mean, like, what what's the timeline on this? So that's concerning, I think, for a lot of parents, because although the school district and Dr. Gadsden have agreed to enter into mediation, no date has been set. So we're in this weird limbo. And I, I, I can't say for sure, but my bet is it will not be resolved before the new school year starts. And in the meantime, the business administrator, basically the person who crunches the numbers, the bean counter, is the one who's in charge of running the school district until we sort this mess out. I mean... In recent years, it feels like it's been one thing after the other at the school board. I mean, when the school board members were responsible for deciding whether or not schools would return in person last year, I remember their texts were grammar requested and we got like this fiery group chat discourse. There was like it's just been messy. And I think for a lot of people in Salt Lake, the question is, is the school district too dysfunctional to do its job right now? Like, should they just start from scratch? You know, that you make a really valid point. You know, the, there was a lot of reporting last year about just sort of the backbiting and politics sort of behind the scenes and how difficult it was for some members of the school board to work with each other. So that's sort of the starting point of concerns. And then there, you know, the the person whom Dr. Gatson replaced was Lexi Cunningham, and she was only superintendent for a handful of years before all of a sudden she was gone. And, you know, we never understood what was going on with that situation, why she ultimately left. So, you know, I think if you're a parent and you're you're looking at sort of elements of this that feel like a soap opera, uh, I, I can see why parents would be really, really concerned about the direction of the school district 
And those are the questions that we hear, hear people and parents talk about every day is, you know, can they get along? Keep in mind, you know, this is a relatively new board. There are only a handful from the previous board who were on it before there was an election and, and they had a bunch of new board members. And of course, one of them went to jail um, because of, of child pornography. So it's just been a really tumultuous, difficult time for the school board and more importantly for the parents and kids. Yeah. Chris Jones, thank you so much for beaming in from your car to break this story down for us. <laughs> I hope you're headed somewhere fun. For, for, well, for your for your listeners, I'm not driving, so that, that's <laughs> a good. And, and I'm going to do another interview about another story, so education-related, of course. So, What a wild time to be an education reporter. Thank yeah, you for I, keeping track of it all. You bet. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. good news before we go. Voting has opened for the annual City Weekly's Best of Utah Awards, and one of you beautiful people nominated CityCast Salt Lake for Best Local Podcast. Thank you. Of course, we would love if you voted for us, which you can do at the link in the show notes. Two things to note. One, you will need to log in to vote, but they don't make you create a password. You don't have to enter personal information, your address, any of that nonsense. They make it super easy. Second, you do have to vote in at least 10 races to validate your ballot, which is easy to do and fun as hell. It gave me flashbacks to doing Cosmo magazine quizzes. Yes, I was one of those kids. Media and politics is our category where I personally enjoyed voting for worst politician. A tough race to the bottom. I also nominated Courtney Tanner for Best Newspaper Reporter. Here's why. Her stories have meant a lot to me lately. Whether it's holding the U accountable to violence against young women on campus or her careful coverage of trans student athletes in Utah, I think she's the best. The deadline to cast your vote is September 19th, but please don't procrastinate. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow with more from around this city. Bye.